I didn't really realize that I had forgotten how to love writing. I didn't realize that I was going along with emotions because deep down inside, I had a drive to write, but I didn't really enjoy it anymore. And it, it was a magical moment when I actually fell back in love with writing. And I feel alive again for the first time in a long time. So I'd like to talk with you all today about how I felt out of love with writing and being creative in general, and how I've fallen back in love with it on today's episode of Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name's Charlie, you might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, and today I would like to talk about creativity in a different way. We talk about creativity a lot on this podcast, it's kind of my raison d'etre, but I don't, I didn't realize that the relationship that I had with creativity had gotten toxic until I drained the swamp. And then looking back over the previous years, I realized exactly how bad of a relationship I had with it. It was kind of like being in one of those bad relationships, not necessarily abusive ones, but you know, those bad ones that you think is good until you finally break up. And then you look back at it and you're like, man, why were we, why were we together in the first place? Like, it makes no sense. And yeah, it was kind of like that, except for instead of breaking up, I fell back in love and I feel changed and different because of it. You see, as I've mentioned on this show numerous times, because I'm an oldie, um, my first book came out in like 2005. And so I've been doing this for quite some time. I've been writing since I was in high school. My, I finished my first novel in 1995. Um, And I had been writing that book for about four or five years up to that point. I finished my second book a year later, my third book a year after that. And it wasn't until about 2000 or so, but it's closer like 2003, I think that I wrote um, the book, the, the work that would eventually become my Legends of the Jade book, um, the Legends of the Jade Moon series. And, you know, I loved writing. Like, everything that I did brought me back to it. Whether I was working a day job somewhere or, you know, just struggling to get by during the financial crisis that people don't talk about in the early 2000s. It, it was always kind of a struggle because I wanted to write. 
it was only after um, the Liquid Sky books came out that my life started changing. Because in my head, and this is this is where it's really important to distinguish between having a career as a writer and having thoughts about what a career as a writer should be. And we really need to like hold those up in a mirror and put them through an x-ray machine and an MRI and a CAT scan and do an ultrasound on them as often as we possibly can, because that's where it all went wrong. My first book came out and I was enthralled. I was really, really happy. Um, I believe if I've got the order right in my head, my second book was about to come out. And this is kind of where the poison entered in for the first time. I got a deal working with Amazon. I don't know how many of you remember this because this goes back to the aughts. But before there was a Kindle, before ebooks were really a thing, Amazon was doing this thing that they called, um, I think it was just called Shorts, Amazon Shorts. And they went into a little digital locker, and you got to download a PDF version of the story. And yeah, it was kind of their dry run that would later morph into kindling all of that. And they took me on as a writer, and it was magical. I got to work with a really good editor who taught me a lot. I got to work with um, a really uncreative cover team who did some of the worst covers I've ever seen in my life. Um, but it was my first experience working on, not necessarily deadline, but you know, working with a company like that. And I thought that I was at the beginning of something huge. And this is when the poison came in. This is when the toxins came in because I started thinking of my work as a product. And I started thinking about everything that I did as career and branding and all of those things that are not necessarily evil. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say that those are bad ideas. I'm saying that I got a very toxic view of them. To the point where I repeatedly would have prolonged periods of paralysis because I would release something and I would see it go up to number one because I was an exclusive writer with Amazon. I signed that as part of my contract and I would watch it go up to number one. And then I had to write the follow up to it and it was frightening and it was really, really hard on me to get over the idea of what if this one doesn't do as well? And I would finally get it written and we'd go through editorial and it would go up and it would go up to number one. And this kept happening. And what I should have learned through this process is that people like my work. What I should have learned from this process is that I can write stories that people will buy. What I should have learned from this process is that I have a good sense of story. 
I'm not saying great. I'm not saying I'm brilliant. I'm not saying I'm one of the greatest writers who ever lived or any of that stuff. That's toxic as well. But that's what I should have learned. I should have learned to trust myself. Instead, what I learned was a work habit of being afraid that the story I wanted to work on wouldn't be right for the market. That if it didn't hit number one, that I had failed, that that book was a failure. And that if I didn't do everything I could to make other people happy, then what was the point of doing anything at all? That's what I actually learned from that process. And I didn't realize it. I really honestly didn't realize it. And even when it started dawning on me, like when I decided to blow my career up and do the chain, um, and write that queer book that was so queer that it would just ruin everything. The thing that actually convinced me to go ahead and let that book go out into the world was that Twilight was going on and Twilight was very popular. And I actually worked very hard to have a, the original cover of that book. I painted a picture that was a heart in a chain on a black background that I took inspiration from the cover of Twilight for, you know, the hand holding the apple. <clears throat> and because I still had that in me, that poison of like, I have to work to the market. I have to make the market happy. The market is God. The market matters. And I'm not saying that it doesn't. And if you're one of those writers who can get some creative fulfillment out of writing to the market, more power to you. What I'm saying is, even when I thought I was flushing that stuff out of my system, I wasn't. I wasn't. And it became increasingly difficult for me to do work after that. Because this was the book that was supposed to destroy me, and it was popular. People liked it. So what's the point of going on? Like, what I learned from that, the horrible, stupid mistaken idea that I took from that was, well, I guess I just don't know what people want. If the thing that I think is going to destroy my career is actually going to do well, then I just don't know what people actually want. And so what's the point of doing any of this? Now, this was all prior to my depressive phase and all of that. And yes, that did contribute. But oh, the stupid lessons that I took away from what should have been shining things that I felt proud of. We all want outside validation. We all want somebody to tell us that our work is good and that we're not wasting our lives. I think more than anything else in this life, what we want is somebody that we respect to look us in the eye and to say, you are not wasting your life. I, I really do. I think that is whether we admit it to ourselves or not, our basic desire as human beings is for somebody to just validate us like that. And that desire for validation can be crippling. It can be destructive. And it wasn't until about a year ago when I started playing around on World Anvil and I started um, role-playing again 
with some friends and running a game with friends that I remembered this stupid, silly thing of I could have fun telling a story because it did become work. I mean, it was work. I would clock in and clock out and I would get my words down and I wasn't having fun with it. I wasn't really enjoying it. I wasn't really like even the stuff that I'm really proud of was often painful to write. Like when I wrote crucify my love, I I enjoyed parts of that process, but it was so scary for me because I had to learn to trust myself because I did not have an outline. I didn't know where the story was going and I didn't have an outline through all three books in that series. And I love them. I love the characters and I love how that series ended. I do feel that now is not the time to do a prolonged meditation on death, which is why those other books haven't come out. And we'll talk about that in future. Um, you know, after the plague, we'll reevaluate when and how those books come out. But so that made me, that made me second guess things even harder because I had invested all this energy into writing these three books to have a complete series ready. And then a plague hits and it feels really weird to put out books like that in the middle of a plague. So I started doubting myself again. And so I started playing around on World Anvil. And I was doing it really for two reasons. One, I've always wanted to have a place where I could put my short stories and my world building out there for people to see. And also because it's a very good way to catalog and, you know, make a resource for myself that's really easy to use. So, yeah, I was excited about it. Now, having said that, it wasn't everything that I wanted it to be because I was still holding myself back. I was still limiting myself. I was still telling myself that all these ideas that I had, they were just too weird, too strange. Again, all of those toxins of having to write to the market and seek validation from others were still in my head. They were still in my system. They were still tearing me apart. And then this goofy little stupid gothic NB romance story comes along and it just wouldn't leave me alone because I was working on something else. I, y'all know I was working on something else. And so I decided to sit down and let myself just write, just write. It's going to get out of your system. You've tried writing this before. It never worked. Just, just try to let it out. And I wrote the zero draft that I feel like I'm doing a bad pl- a plug here. And I apologize for that. But if, if you are a patron at, I think $2 or above, if I remember correctly, you can actually go read it right now over at the dragons of night world and bolt page. Um, warts and all, all my misspellings and bad grammar and everything. Um, that zero draft is up over there. And I wrote it and I fell head over heels in love, head over heels in love. I wanted to know more. Who are these characters? What is this world? Who are these people and why are they doing the things that they're doing? And it was like the beginning of a romance novel. And I really mean that except, except for instead of seeing a person, it was seeing the process. It was like for the first time in years, I locked eyes 
with the muse across the room and the music was just right and we decided to get up and dance now why this story why now well if you've been following my writing career over the last couple of years on this show then you'll know that i my biggest projects have been learning to trust myself again and to just have fun i yes i want to make money off of my work but if it's not fun for me it won't be fun for anyone else and by taking those maxims to heart and for spending the last i guess three years focused on that i accidentally stumbled upon a story that just woke me up and i just i want i want to spend all my time there like my husband comes home and he's like you want to watch something on tv and i'm just like i want to keep working on my world in full i want to keep doing my world building i, I want to keep writing i don't want to stop i don't want to stop and i've had several writing days where i got up in the morning and just started writing and didn't stop until he got home and I wanted to spend some time with my husband, so I stopped. And it was all about learning to trust myself again. See, when I was a kid, I didn't question whether or not anything I wrote was good, and I should have, because it wasn't <laughs> at all. But I didn't question. I just wrote for the sheer joy of writing. And again, I'm not trying to say that learning the craft and learning grammar and all of that stuff isn't important. It's, it's vitally important. It's insanely important. But you can't let yourself lose connection with that part of you that just loves, loves the craft, that loves the writing, that loves telling the stories. And it's not so much about this particular story, because for a brief flicker of a time when I was working on... um the mask of the gods books i felt that but it always got hammered back down by this but you need to make money but it needs to be more commercial we need to figure out ways to make it more commercial we, we, we can do that in editing i don't care about that anymore and that's one of the reasons why i upgraded to sage on world anvil because i can use world anvil as a place where i can put my patrons only stuff and then hopefully get some patrons that are willing to help me over there and will actually support my work. And I'm still going to be putting out books and stuff, but I care more about the writing now than I do about the market or about the external validation. I care more about the craft and enjoying it than I do about any of those other things. And I don't think I would have been able to say that without Janet from World Anvil's enthusiasm, because it's, it is contagious. It is contagious. If you've not watched any of the videos on their YouTube channel, you should definitely do that because her enthusiasm is contagious. But also the tools that Demetrius has created have allowed me to feel comfortable sharing these ideas and these worlds and to build them in a way that I didn't think I would be able to and have allowed me to reconnect with a part of myself that I thought I had lost forever. And I'm very grateful to them. And I will always be grateful to them for that. They taught me how to love story again, and there's no greater gift than that. So what I hope you got from my story here is my mistakes 
caring more about the money and the validation than I did about the experience because life is about the experiences. So treasure the ones that you have. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions down in the show notes, you'll find a link to the voice message system. You can hit me up with any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear addressed on the show. I would love to hear from you. Keep it short. I think they limit you to a minute of record time. Um, it's like a minute or two minutes. So keep it short. I would love to hear from you. You can also hit me up on at CE Dorset on Twitter and Instagram, and you can find links to everything that I do over at projectshadow.com. Um, if you've got a buck, you can pass my way in the same show notes. You'll find a link to both my Patreon and my um, um, listener support. Thank you to everybody who does that. It means the world to me. It really, really does. If you don't have any money right now and you don't feel like giving, perfectly right. But please share anything that I do that you like. That helps out more than you know. Um, yeah. So just a reminder that this is the last episode, daily episode for a while. Next week, we are going over to a weekly format because it'll be easier for me to do the Camp Nano um, summer world building stuff if I don't have to do a daily show throughout it. Um, thank you so much for listening and for your patience. And let me know what you think about that, because if you like the weekly format better, then I can stick with it afterwards. So until next time, stay well, stay safe, and don't forget to have the fun. Bye.